Welcome to The Real Photo Show. My guest today is Christopher Davis. Christopher and I are going to talk about the different decisions and influences in his life that led him to photography and how he had to diverge from the family tradition of going into medicine. Uh, we also talk about the mission he is on to represent Newark, New Jersey, in a way that shows the city is more than what we get reported by the media. And Christopher previews a new book that he is working on. But before we get to that, The Real Photo Show is sponsored by the Charcoal Book Club, a monthly subscription service for photo book enthusiasts. You can visit them at charcoalbookclub.com. And this month's book is either going to be On the Night That We Leave by Alyssa Resnick or Ensenine by Michelle Cibloni. Uh, and I'm not actually sure which book uh, I'm getting. So it'll be a, a really nice surprise. And when I do get it, I will do a video preview on Instagram. So Christopher Davis is a Newark, New Jersey native, and he's been photographing for a good, I think it was 13 years. Uh, he is a teacher, an artist, and a filmmaker. Uh, he has worked, collaborated, and has been showcased with world-renowned companies and celebrities, in addition to hosting seminars and lectures. He has worked for New York Magazine, Leica Camera, Puma, Urban Outfitters, Damon John of Shark Tank, MTV, Vogue Italia, Rutgers University, and B&H Photo through their lecture and podcast series. Christopher was also featured in our third Thursday's Artist Talk at the JKC Gallery, and you can visit jkcgallery.online for upcoming talks and shows. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show, and we will talk soon. Davis, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You know, you and I have seen each other quite a bit through the JKC Gallery in our third Thursdays. And mm -hmm. I also, um, you were on the um, the panel of a B&H show about journalism. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah 2020, it's like journalism in, uh, in 2021 or something like that or 2020. Yeah, it was yeah. 2020. It's like back when... Um, no, like we were on lockdown and then yeah. you know, we had the whole, uh, like the, the rallies going on. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, all mm -hmm. the, the rallies. Um, and uh, you were on Third Thursdays. Was it that? The, was that the same year or was that the year after? No, I, I think a bit earlier in that year because I know that it was like the first time that Third Thursdays was going on. And then they, we had did the raffle. It was me and a cliff. You were the <laughs> first and last in person just before the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, in person, yeah. Or the, you were the second and last just before the pandemic. Yeah. That's right. And we raffled who would be on next, and then we shut down for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you've you've been photographing a good, like, 12, 13, 14 years, right? Yeah. I've, yeah. Since uh, yeah, 2008. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, it's been a very long time, you know, just photographing <laughs> was that always sort of your first true love Were yeah, you pursuing so, other yeah things? photography was wasn't always my first love um I, I like i used to like to draw a lot and uh paint and whatnot um it, it was I, I was doing that you know like in you know i want to say maybe since i was like five or something like that you know like i, I was always into you know like anime and just like cartoons and mm. those are some of the things that you know would, would inspire me and um like even getting getting into like a doing uh clothing you know with with drawings oh, wow. you know you studied art right or you have a well, ba yeah, in, I, yeah so yeah. when i went to college yeah well, i started studied a uh, video oh okay okay this is all before college so yeah this is all drawing before college, oh yeah, yeah yeah so i was always you know submerged myself into arts 
you know, whether if I have like coloring books, you know, at home <laughs> or I just independently just, you know, drew like on a piece of paper or like on my parents' wall. <laughs> were, uh, were either of your folks uh, are, uh, into the arts or were they involved in uh, the arts? In no, they, they weren't uh, into the arts, but um, I know... A story that my father tells me is that you know my grandfather he was he was always an artist like he used to have a, mm. a sketchbook with him he he would always just like doodle in it and stuff like that but um I never got a chance to, like to meet him because uh, like my, my pops he he is a, a bit old he's older so he's uh, mm-hmm. seventy five at this point so like my my grandfather you know he's right you no know, not not here at this particular point but um but my father used to tell me a lot that you know he had a he used, he used to always carry his uh, his sketch pad with him. Which I thought was like amazing. Do you still have any of that work? No. Oh wow. And, you know, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I really wish, like, you know, my dad would have kept, you know, some of those things, you know. But um, yeah, you know, if it ever finds <laughs> its way, you know, into my hands somehow, yep. some way, you know, man, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it'll be a lot of, you know, a lot of emotions going through. What, what did your yeah. parents do, or do? Well, well, my pops, when uh, he was younger, when he was seventeen years old, he um, coming out of high school, he went straight to the navy. Like that was like. Mm. one of his biggest dreams and he always wanted to you know get into like truck driving as well so it's like some of the things that a teenager would want to do like in in 1962 or whatever mm-hmm. you know so like I, I don't think he was really just into the arts but um for the most part growing up uh, he always had a camera with him and so i feel like a lot of you know me wanting to you know go out and take pictures you know i got from him um and you know he always sticks a carry the camera with him um mm-hmm. and i feel like that's how like my origins as a photographer started, you know, just going on vacation with my parents. Uh, my mom, you know, it was one moment we were in the Bahamas and uh, my mom, she gave me like the Fujifilm disposable um, mm-hmm. while we were on like a, a, a water taxi going into New Providence in uh, in uh, the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just being a kid, just snapping away, snapping at the water, snapping, you know, at the, you know, the city that, you know, we were going into. Um, yeah. But I vaguely remember this one particular point where I was like lining up this shot, like I, like I'm imagine I'm just a kid. I don't know anything about composition or any of that, but I knew that there was a particular picture I saw in my head that I wanted to just you know take. And pretty much there was a stairwell that was like going to the top of the uh, the boat, like to the roof, like you have like outdoor seating. And I perfectly just lined up this <laughs> shot of like the stairway, the opening of the roof, and then like the mm-hmm. sun darkly in the middle. And I took that one like shot and you know somehow like i just had a feeling in me that i want to do this you had a little bit of that instinct uh to uh look at that form and that light and that shape yeah Mm -hmm. and then when you go through school are you doing art in high school yeah so i'm doing art in high school i feel like i may have like weaned off of like just you know doing kind of like the artworks and like the drawings and the paintings Mm -hmm. probably when i got into like my uh freshman year of college Cause like it was just something that you know I kind of just I just stopped doing. Um, I was just more so like into you know playing sports, uh, playing basketball, especially coming out of um you know eighth grade and you know, varsity. Um, you know being able to like to you know be second place, you know like in the championship. You know I, <laughs> then I'm thinking about hey like I should just go ahead and keep pursuing uh, basketball. Uh-huh. Um, but I felt as though like getting into high school, um, I started just focusing more on my education and also just becoming a uh, like a school leader. Of some sort, mm. you know, because that's something that I saw, you know, just throughout my upbringing you know, in, in, in school and, and just like being around just positive people. 
But it really wasn't until my senior year of high school where I had a free period with uh, my social studies teacher. Now, he was a photographer. He was a, a filmmaker. And uh, we had a free period uh, mm. one day. He brought me over to his desk and he just gave me his Canon 5D and said, hey, I want you to go ahead and, you know, uh, photograph the, you know, the school, photograph the students, the staff, faculty, just just everybody. Just, you know, kind of just get the ambiance of uh, like Central High School in Newark. And uh, how did he that, know? But how did he know you would be interested in that? I'm not even sure. Wow. He just he, he just picked me, you know. Wow. And just from that moment, you know, it, it just changed my life, you know, up until where I am now. Um, and it was even uh, funny that, you know, this year I ran into him at a unique photo you know, in Fairfield. <laughs> and man, like I, I just felt so emotional because like he I don't think he realized that how how impactful that was for me in my life. And the fact that, you know, I can, you know, change lives, you know, through photography, you know, and that's uh, that just, is wild. And he's still doing it. Yeah, he's, he's still doing he's he's actually so he went from being, you know, a high school teacher to being a, a principal. But he never gave up the the photo. No, he never. You know, I feel like a, a lot of what he does now as a principal, he he, he actually encourages uh, photography. You know, like that is put, great. He puts aside, a, you know, he tell he told me personally that he puts aside a budget, you know, for kids to learn photography. You know, he he get he just gives them, you know, these cameras. That's amazing. You know? Is that still in Newark? Is that the same school? No, no, no. He actually he he's actually in uh, Teaneck, I believe. Oh wow! So it's you know it's it's yeah. it's close, but you know not too close. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he, you know, he, he still does the same thing. He, he gives the kids the, you know, the, the camera, you know, to go out and photograph. And That's he was telling great. me that a lot of people that, you know, like, how do you feel, you know, about these kids having, the, you know, these expensive cameras, you know, what if they, you know, break it? And he says that, you know, as long as they're shooting and they're learning, if they break it, it's a good break. That's right. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Because yeah. we loan a lot of cameras out at Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, just you know, through that action of him just giving me the camera, and, and to this day, you know, still doing that, you know, like I, I feel like I embody that by just you know paying it forward and just you know giving you know just giving somebody the the opportunity to you know try this art form and you know feel some kind of you know freedom and, and joy within doing that. And and you've taught as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what like like seminars, workshops, or yeah. So I, I've done you know plenty of seminars. Um, you know, it, it definitely started out here in, in Newark at the Newark print shop um, because there's a community dark room. And, you know, I, I always had this uh, this persistence, you know, I, I, as a digital photographer trying to get into film and just trying to figure out ways to like how to better myself as a photographer. Because, you know, this was back in, I want to say like 2015 or 2017. You know, it's not that, you know, I didn't enjoy the images that I was making, but I just wanted more of a challenge for myself. And from, you know, going through rigorous challenges, you know, continuous trial and error, able to have the opportunity to teach other people how to, you know, break that fear of shooting film and even developing and, and making silver gelatin prints. Just through that, you know, I, I, I kept continuing to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still try to say, continue to do it uh, <laughs> to this day. I mean, even though like, I'm not at the, uh, the print shop at this particular moment, like I said, definitely in the future, you know, there's going to be more seminars and workshops for people, you know, to learn how to. Uh, shoot with film and even learn more the art of uh, street photography and, and documentary photography. Yeah, I want to get to more of that as well. But just to stay a little bit in your history, you so you come out of, um, of Bloomfield College with a creative arts and technology degree. And that was mm -hmm. all the way back in 2014. <laughs> so it wasn't that yeah. long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, 
but you and you said you were studying film studying video right mm-hmm. what what did you think you were going to do then well I, i'll tell you this as soon as i graduated uh high school off the bat i thought i was going to you know go into the medical field and you know become a doctor because a lot of a lot of my family on my mom's side you know they're you know in the medical field you know we have a bunch of doctors a bunch of nurses surgeons <laughs> like everybody's oh, wow. within that field and it was in, it was in your destiny <laughs> yeah i was like you know what i feel like this is who i'm going to be but after you know you know trying to get into that field I, I thought about it i was like i don't i don't feel fulfilled you know like doing that you know like being a doctor and a nurse like that's it's perfectly fine like th- those are needed Absolutely. Um, but it yeah. was just like my personal choice that, you know, I didn't feel satisfied with, you know, just going that route. So mm-hmm. I knew that uh, going into Bloomfield College that they were uh, canceling their photography program as far as getting that as a degree. So I thought that, you know, the next best thing would be video. Um, but even, you know, while on a Bloomfield College campus, uh, I was still going out photographing, you know, some of the students, some of the staff, uh, even being hired at one point, you know, by Bloomfield <laughs> College to to take uh, pictures for an event and, you know, I was making my way through there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, while I was studying, studying video, I want to say about my junior year, um, you know, I I kind of got gotten into the industry, you know, through friends. So, you know, I was doing video for, uh, you know, for FUBU and and, and Damon John and different other companies that was in Empire State Building at that time. And I kind of just stuck with that, you know, like I, it's, it's not that, you know, I put photography to the side, but it was just more so that video, I felt as though it was my thing. So I was you know, producing documentaries, uh, doing a lot of music videos. This is while you're a student. Yeah, this is while, while I was a student. Oh, yeah. Where did those opportunities come from while you were a student? Well, it, like I said, it was just through just networking and just, mm. you know, and just from word of mouth too. And people would just seeing my, uh, my works on social medias or, or my website. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really... I just had it embedded in my head. And even uh, what, what I was told in high school, you know, it doesn't really matter like like the end result of, you know, just getting your degree in and just trying to go out there in the field and find a job. But it was just more so about like, what are you doing now that's going to help, you know, build you up for the future? Mm-hmm. And so and that, that was just like my my continue like my continuous like, <laughs> thought, just like, OK, I just need to go out there and keep creating, keep networking and definitely something great will come out of that. Yeah. So, so right out of college then, were you always doing editorial and commercial work? Yeah. So, um, you know, I had the opportunity, like I said, while so working with uh, FUBU, because I got the chance to, you know, work with Damon John, <laughs> work with Urban Outfitters, <laughs> uh, Puma, Mitchell and mm. S, like a, a bunch of different companies, you know, and like even like being able to like photograph Michelle Obama, like that was like, you know, right. That was kind of like a high point for me. Like, oh, like <laughs> um, a photograph of well, Michelle Obama. She came to Newark. Oh, okay. Was that for a magazine, paper? What was that for? I, it was for Bloomfield College Radio. Oh, wow. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I know. I um, I was looking over your, your CV and there are a lot of those uh, jobs that you've had where you know, you've got to sort of cross paths with some great people. Yeah. Um, and so you must you must have been pretty good at at networking, at presenting your work, at, at, you know, at your work, right? Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of it, right? Yeah. It was, and like I said, it was just all through like the, like I said, the power of social media and just connecting with people as well. Um, but I feel like, you know, people, you know, feel as though I have like a likable personality. So I mm-hmm. guess that helps as well too. Oh, it does. Um, but Absolutely. Yeah. But like yeah, I said, yeah. I, well, you have a, you do have a lot of positive energy. I remember that from the B&H talk. I remember that from the third Thursdays talk. And I think a lot of that also has to do with, 
your desire to promote and show pride in being born and raised in Newark yes. and and you know wanting people to to see Newark you know in, in the way you see Newark right yeah, of course um yeah i just feel you know my entire mission is to show the positives of Newark and to keep promoting that as well because even as a youth growing up in Newark you know there was a lot of negativity that was put out there you know and i've seen it before Mm-hmm. Um, but besides all of that, you know, I, I have seen a lot more po- positives than negatives in Newark. And like I said, it was just through just those positive figures that were, you know, in my life. And like I said, whether it was like my parents or yeah. like my neighbors or my, my teachers, uh, there was yeah. always some kind of good that was happening in Newark. And like I said, a lot of people, you know, they, they, you know, trust what the media says and, you know, they kind of just take, you know, like media's perception of Newark as true. And a lot mm-hmm. of it, you know, it, it isn't true. And it's like, you know, a, a friend of mine, uh, Gabe Ribeiro, um, I'm not sure like how exactly he quoted this, but it's just more so that, you know, if you look for the negative in something, like you're going to find it. But if you, you know, look to find the positive in something, you're going to find it. Yeah. You know what I, what I witnessed firsthand, I used to, um, I used to take my students into Manhattan uh, from Mercer County mm-hmm. to visit Getty Images or to visit Mary Ellen Mark Studio, you know, back when Mary Ellen was alive. And there was this, like, and uh, this was more in the, the mid-2000s, my students would be afraid of going to New York. I'd have students who thought New York was this place from the 70s, you know, where, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't that they didn't, they couldn't see, you know, New York today. It was that I, there was this almost like generational fear instilled in them mm-hmm. of what New York is from their parents. And I say that because they would say, oh, no, my father doesn't want me to go on this trip, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that holds true of my students today. I feel like my students today are, are much more open yeah. to challenging their preconceptions if they had them at all. But I think a lot of that was generational fear. I think it was you know, uh, people who had gone through the, the rides of the 60s or, you know, and, and they just carried that generation to generation to generation. Yeah. Absolutely. But I feel, you know, you know, as a photographer today, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to, you know, you know, change that narrative of Newark, you know, just to show that, you know, like Newark has improved that, you know, there's still some great things there here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some great people that are here and there, there's a whole entire culture that you just need to experience. You know, you just have to kind of, you know, put that fear aside and come and explore and, and get to know Newark. And, and that's what's been a lot of uh, my driving power as well, especially getting into, you know, street and, and documentary photographer, um, because they put out in the news that, you know, you shouldn't go outside of Newark. You that's should right. Avoid this Don't walk around places. with your camera around your neck, right? Right. Yeah. Walk around. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of photographers, you know, especially, you know, well-seasoned press photographers. I, I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, you know, they'll still do Tuck candid shots and, yeah, just like, yeah. and, and just keep it keep it moving. You know, I see, you know, I see it on Instagram. But um, a, a lot of that was what, Mike, what, you know, helped me, you know, get to my point now is that, yeah, you know, they, they instill this fear in you that, you know, you should be afraid to just walk down, you know, mm-hmm. your, your own street, you know, and, and to, you <laughs> know, to be cautious and steer away from whatever corners. But it's just like, why not, you know, try and get to know my neighbor and, you know, see if we have something like mutual or whatever. Like, because like I said, there, there's a lot of people that I've come across, you know, who who are doing positive things and, you know, who want to promote, you know, the, the, the goodness and, and 
you know, the right messages, you know, about Newark. And, you know, a lot of people that I've come across that, you know, they're they're really into photography. You know, mm-hmm. they, they own Leicas. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, that's right. It's, it's just like <laughs> I, I had a lot, you know, I had my M6 around me and the guy was like, oh, that's that the, the German brand. Right. He's like, he showed me a picture of it. He's like, yeah, I have one, too. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, you just never know, you know, who's. Yeah. Who could be like your 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 best friend, you know? Absolutely. If you just get to know him, you know. So it's it was just always that that curiosity of just like why why should I be afraid to to go down the street, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, well, and you, just challenge that. You did something, of course, during this pandemic that I think is it's part of um, you know a way of trying to figure out how to still participate in the world but also mm-hmm. continue with your mission. You did the the Nork photo walk. Yes. You started that, and it's N O R K Nork, right? N O R K. That's how it's pronounced. I mean, a lot, a lot of people say you know, New Ark or mm-hmm. Nurk or something like that or whatever. And I tell you, know that that's in Delaware. New well, Ark is in Delaware. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it's pronounced Newark. And and I've seen countless videos of people who lived in Newark for you know like in the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. and it was always pronounced that. Like no matter what their background is that's right it's always that's right the way it was pronounced (laughs) um but the way how the the newark photo walk had started um it's because i I, i'm a frequent collaborator of my friend uh gabe ribeiro he owns uh the newark project and Mm. we just came to you know a moment where you know restrictions were kind of lifted up you know we were you know coming out of lockdown Mm -hmm. and I just came to him. I was like, "Hey, like we we should do something together, you know. Like a lot of people are looking for things to do." Um, like I said, it was just you know at the the beginning of September when we even like had the thought, and I was just like, "Hey, like why don't we?" We were still hopeful. <laughs> yeah, we were just still hopeful of just like just doing something, you know, while it was still warm out. But like I said, it, it just happened spontaneously that you know I just said, "Hey, like let's put together a photo walk, like let's collaborate on it." Yeah, and uh, he was he was down for it and. We literally just came up with it in like within 10 days. And, you know, like like from the thought of it to putting out, you know, to creating the fire, to putting it out and to like actually getting <laughs> getting it done. And a lot of it was to the, the first Newark photo walk was to uh, celebrate uh, Newark's innovation in photography, uh, because a lot of not a lot of people know that uh, Newark was the birthplace of celluloid film. And that's something that's a history that, you know, we wanted to share, you know, something, you know, Edison, right. No. So it was actually, um, uh, Hannibal Goodwin. He was a, he was a reverend. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. he, he, he pretty much created a cellular film to, you know, help, uh, you know, teach, uh, children about the Bible. Like you just like put the images in there. So it was oh, just like, better like to the enhance. old lantern slides. Yeah. yeah. So it was just better to, it was just better for him to, you know, to, uh, practice his teachings and, and teaching children. Oh wow! Um, excellent. A lot. That's a lot of hidden history that you know. Yeah. It's Newark history and it's, and it's New Jersey history that a lot of people don't know. Especially just like photographers who are looking to get into film, you know. And it just made me prideful of just like who I am. Yeah. The other thing that I think has been lost to history is um, New Jersey itself was the yeah. hub of all the photo manufacturers and business and had the best photo stores and there was yeah. an incredibly yeah. rich history yeah, I was of like, photography you know, in New Jersey. Uh, Fort Lee was pretty much was Hollywood, you yeah. know, when when the exit <laughs> the film industry and like the motion picture industry, you know, started. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the North Photo Walk was basically to just highlight, you know, this this beautiful history about Newark. And me myself, you know, coming out of the the lockdown, I'm thinking of that 
know, 10 people would show up, you know, mm -hmm. to come to our photo walk. Some people may be a bit scared about, you know, coming out, you know, it's, it's COVID-19. And then uh, Gabe, he said, oh, like, maybe we'll have like 30 people like, between our followings. And so we showed up 45 minutes, be you know, at the start of the uh, photo walk, you know, like hoping up, we'll say like, we're just like, all right, we're just going to prepare. We're just going to wait for people. Was that at you Branch know? Brook Park? No, no, that was the second one. So the first oh, one, okay. it started at Symphony Hall. Oh, so this wow. was downtown Newark. Mm -hmm. And so when we got there, there was already 10 people waiting for us, <laughs> you know? And then as, you know, the time. That was early. I think we, yeah, we were getting ready to start at like 12 o'clock, you know, and, and way before it's even, you know, like we're like, like 30 minutes close to being at the starting time when more people are coming in, you know, wow. more people are just coming in and then. Uh, you know, we look back at the photos, you know, when we sat on uh, the steps of Symphony Hall, it was just well over 100 people you wow. know, that showed up, you know. <laughs> That's wild. And we were just like, wow, like <laughs> people really came out to this. You know, this is just something that we just want to come up with because, you know, we wanted something to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, people, it, you could. So people were really, really hungry to get yeah, out. Yeah, we, we had people come from all over. Newark no, with you. Yeah. Like the first time like people came all the way from New York, like I said, Brooklyn, Queens, mm -hmm. Bronx. We had people come up from South Jersey, from Philadelphia, just, and just I, from all over like New Jersey. I think in the second one, I saw pictures. I saw Zakia Woods and Abbas Wiswall and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. some, of the, some of the folks so, we've met through yeah, we, the gallery. For the second yeah. one, we, you know, we had somebody come up all the way from Baltimore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, in Idaho, <laughs> like somebody literally, <laughs> my friend Travis, he, he literally booked a flight from Boise, Idaho, all the way to New that's Jersey. That's amazing. That's Just fantastic. to come out and just be with us. And it yeah. was just amazing. You know, and we want to keep continue, you know, to do these things with, um, yeah. you know, photographers and, and just for people who just, you know, love the art of photography. So let, let's talk about, you know, the way you photograph and all, because I'm sure when you're walking around with all these folks, there's some teaching going on too, I imagine. And yeah. Do you consider yourself primarily a street photographer, a documentary photographer, a little bit of both? Or? Yeah, I feel like a, like a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of like where, you know, like I'm like that, that kind of like category that I'm kind of getting into. Um, but, you know, I feel like nowadays I'm looking to, you know, just do like just about anything, you know, like even just like studio stuff. But, you know, yeah. But a, a lot of the times, like I said, for me getting into street photography, it was just really based on, you know, me working in, you know, doing editorial and commercial works that my camera would just sit, just to sit on a shelf collecting dust at times, when, you know, the times that I didn't have an assignment or any kind of like jobs going on. And I was like, hey, like I have like this itch, you know, I, I need to like scratch. I, I want to go out and I want to photograph. And that's how, that's actually how I got into, you know, slowing down and learning how to shoot film mm. and just by going out on the street. And, you know, as soon as I you know I was practicing and I got better at it, then I was like, OK, I can definitely do something with this. Yeah. And, you know, that curiosity uh, of, you know, trying to get to, you know, know somebody, um, you know, I started walking up to people and asking them, hey, like, it's OK if I can, you know, take your photograph. Well, that's what I was going to ask, too. It's it's not the uh, the traditional quick on the street kind of street photography where where you're trying to be a, a a bit you know more discreet or hidden mm -hmm. you're actually asking people can i take your photograph and um you're much closer to people it's actually in many ways street portraiture right yeah yeah i, I feel like I, I do a little bit of both mm -hmm. um you know I, I try to be as candid as possible because a lot of times when i'm documenting you know i, I want to make sure that i'm capturing everyday life that's happening here in newark 
Um, because, you know, if you look in history books now, you know, you can see New York City and Los Angeles and like many other like major cities. You can, you know, look in the textbooks and see how life was in the 30s, 40s and 50s. Now, when I look back at some, you know, when I try to go back and look at some of these images for Newark, you know, it's, it's very you know hard to find. It's very rare. You'll see like a lot of know historical uh, photos you like you'll see like you know bamburgers and you'll see like yes, macy's it's always the downtown business right, business street downtown busy you know, right like the, right the macy yes the macy's uh yeah thanksgiving day parade you know which started in newark um and even just some of like the uh the newark rebellion as well and it, it definitely wasn't until i came across a photographer um john john matry um it wasn't until i met him back in uh 2019 he documented Newark, you know, post-rebellion. This was from uh, 1969 to 1974. Mm. And he captured everyday life in Newark and what it was like, you know, then. And and his images were, which just was amazing. You know, he was this college student who was a, a custodial worker, you know, in one of the, uh, the project developments that was here in Newark, you know, around that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as he's cleaning up and, you know, he's, you know, doing his custodial services, you know, he's he has, you know, a few residents that's, you know, bring, you know, giving him tours of like the the whole entire project building. And he's going inside these people's apartments and, and, and photographing them and just being with them, you know, and I just thought that was powerful. And that kind of just put the battery in my back to say, like, hey, just make sure that you continue to document everyday life because it's just an, it's just as important as, you know, any kind of rally, any kind of like other historical event that's going on because it's modern day history. Some people want want to know that, you know, what what exactly did Newark look like in 2020 or 2021? Right. You know, it's 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 important to see that. And and your work is a, a mix of color and black and white. Is it mm-hmm. also a mix of digital and film? Yes, it definitely is. And and you know they all work you know hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I really feel now, um, especially with you know the film boom of this time, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of people they you know shoot film you know just for the aesthetic, so that way they can see like the grain and <laughs> you know the, the the different types of colors that you can get you know from film. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, you know, I'm I'm using film as an archival tool to know that okay, like I I really just wanted to just like hold this moment. I wanted to just you know sit well over you know twenty, thirty, you know forty, fifty years from now. Yeah, um, and a lot of yeah. times, like I said, if if there's something that you know I, I want to document real quick and I want to tell a story with really quickly, then you know I'll switch to uh, to digital at mm-hmm. times. Or you know if I'm if I'm on assignment, right. uh, you know of course, <laughs> got to shoot with uh, digital. <laughs> you know, since the the sort of the early popularity of digital photography, the one thing that hasn't changed is when technology changes, you have to change how you store your exactly. images, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing you didn't have to worry about with film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and to think about it, you know, I, I wish I would have started off with film at first because, you know, I started, you know, photographing uh, seriously, at, you know, since 2008. And a lot of those images that I, you know, I've taken in Newark, I can't even get that back. But luckily, you know, I have some 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 really good friends. You know, they still have some of these images saved. And, oh, know, wow. And they, you know, sometimes they'll just give it to me. And I'm just like, oh, wow. So like, because you shared them and they still have them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I just thought that. That was just a powerful thing. But nowadays, um, I feel like the the biggest thing that we can do to archive all of our works is to print. Yes. Make you know, good that, archival prints. <laughs> a good exactly. archival print that will just last for years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Because like I said, w- with those images I take, you know, taken in 2008, I can't, you know, I, I can't resurrect them at all. 
you know right yeah right. like i said once once that hard drive goes that sd card goes the, the usb <laughs> yep. it's gonna be hard to bring back <laughs> yeah no i know I've, I've reached a point where i have like three different backups yeah including cloud now yeah yeah, yeah definitely cloud but i mean who knows that that may change as well mm-hmm so uh when the pandemic first started and we had Black Lives Matter marches, and then you were covering that and getting calls to get that work published and all. Did you think maybe you would go more in this sort of journalism route? Yeah, I mean, so I, I feel as though that the journalism aspect, um, it kind of happened for me personally in 2019 uh, for when the, uh, the Newark water crisis had happened. Oh, yes, that's right. And so... The fact that, you know, you can see, you know, Flint on TV and see mm-hmm. you know, what exactly they're going through. And it's it's a totally different experience from when you see it at first hand that, you know, you, we, everybody has to be cautious mm-hmm. of, you know, the water that they're drinking. And we don't know how long, you know, that this was happening. And so, you know, just going out and seeing, you know, going out to the water distribution centers and seeing people, you know, with shopping carts filled with, you know, cases of water. You know, it was it was kind of surreal for me. And it all started um, from when the MTV VMAs had uh, premiered in Newark. Um, you know, they had downtown, you know, pretty much like lockdown hmm. that, <laughs> you know, barely anybody could, could come through, you know, on the red carpet and see what exactly was happening. But a few blocks away, you know, there was this group called the Newark Water Coalition. They pretty much put together a rally and they gathered up all different other organizations and some of the community members to come to speak out about, you know, what exactly was happening. I feel as though like what probably put a bad taste in, you know, their mouths was that there was a, a notice that was put out that if you were coming to, you know, visit Newark and you were staying at the hotels and you were going to all these different amenities and going downtown for entertainment, that it wouldn't, you know, this particular crisis wouldn't affect you. And, you know, that kind of, you know, made people question, like, so what does that yeah. actually mean? What does that mean? <laughs> is that a good thing? You know, what does that mean? My, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what what exactly? So is my, you know, grandmother in the South mm-hmm. Ward, is she going to be okay? Is my aunt in the West Ward? Is is her water okay? Why does it only have to be, you know, for, for downtown Newark? And so the group, you know, they put together this march. It started out at Newark Penn Station. And pretty much when they started, they just took up, you know, the roadways, you know, they took up like a kind of like this major kind of highway that runs through Newark, uh, Route 21. And, you know, they marched all the way up, uh, you know, to to the Prudential Center, but they kind of got stopped by uh, like the state police, but they kind of just like, blew past everybody, like the, the police officers on horses, like they were just going there until, you know, the police officers pretty much made a line and they kind of just like stopped everything. But in that moment, you know, I just felt as though that, you know, this was my calling, you know, to document these important things and to, you know, add some kind of, you know, storytelling aspect to it by, you know, putting out the mm-hmm. truth, you know. So it's almost like I feel like every day I, I, I'm, it's kind of like a David and Goliath battle, like between just like me trying to tell the stories and the truth that's happening here in Newark versus like the news. Right. Right. And um yeah, just from that moment, I was just like, you know what? Like, I just want to go out. Like, even though, you know, I, I did start doing like the the street photography, I just wanted to, you know, add in just some of that t- storytelling and letting people, you know, get a chance to tell their stories. Yeah. Because I, I just feel as though that, you know, photographers, you know, especially documentary photographers, we have this power to like really tell stories and to really just amplify voices of people who feel as though they, that they don't have a voice, you know? 
Yeah. It makes sense for the, the kind of conversations you want to have about Newark, the kind of conversations you want to ha have about your neighborhood, the kind, you know, the, the way you want to use photography to, to open people's minds about things. Right? Yes, of course. And yeah. I was like, every time I, I go on Instagram, you know, I, I don't go into the, into the mindset that, you know, I'm photographing Newark for Newarkers. It's because, you know, they already know Newark, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm photographing, <laughs> you know, for you know, the regular everyday person who may live in Germany, you know, to know exactly what, what does Newark look like? What is the culture there? You know, like I've had yeah. plenty of people, you know, they fly in from Newark and they said, Hey, like, I want to, you know, get a chance to know Newark and, you know, try to discover it and, and figure out you know, what's going on. You know, even like a friend of mine, you know, it's two guys, like they, they came up from Tampa, Florida, um, cause they were like shooting a wedding and they really just didn't know anything about Newark. They just thought about the airport or the Prudential center, you know, mm -hmm. but I was able to, you know, bring them into the community, you know, like, like I used to live in the central ward of Newark, but now I live in the ironbound, mm -hmm. which is completely right. like, it's a totally different culture. There's, uh, it's like Portuguese, Brazilian, Peruvian, oh, Ecuadorian. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, just yep. having them being submerged in that culture and getting to know it. And then we're going into downtown where, where they're on Halsey Street, which is, you know, Artist Row, and getting to know mm -hmm. some of the Newark artists that are here and just some of the local hangouts as well. And and now they just have a, a new perspective about Newark and, you know, it almost feels like, you know, I'm just like the ambassador for Newark. And, you know, I, I feel like yeah. every Newarker that you meet, it, is going to be the ambassador for Newark. That's right. Well, you know, I'm I'm sort of right between uh, Newark Airport and the Meadowlands, and uh, you know, the biggest insult, of course, is when nationally they just refer to that as New York. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> New York airports, <laughs> New York Meadowlands, right? Yeah, but even so, like I, you know, there's plenty of people that I say like, "Oh, you're from Newark? Oh, that's pretty much New York," and we're just like, "No, it's not." You know, it's like, "Oh, it's like it's pretty much the same thing." I'm like, two totally no. different places. I can tell you that. Right. Although I, do, I, I used to joke that downtown Jersey City felt more like a, a borough of New York than Staten Island did. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. So, you know, we were just talking about film photography and, and the popularity of it. And of course, the thing we've both seen in the last couple of years is the skyrocketing prices mm -hmm. of film and paper and, and chemicals and everything else, everything analog. And uh How's that been uh, affecting you? And, you know, are you picking up digital a little more lately or well, yeah. are you sticking I mean, with it? Well, I mean, personally, I, I've been, I have been picking up uh, digital cameras more, but it, it's not necessarily, you know, the fact that, you know, film has like been skyrocketing because I'm always willing to <laughs> invest in a film because I have like <laughs> yeah. several Leicas. And this is like, you know, if you, if you, oh, yeah. if you buy Leicas, you're in it. You, you, you're, you might as well just invest the money into, you know, That's right. <laughs> using them. Um, but no, I, I feel as though like I, I've practicing more with, with uh, digital, pretty much just transferring that particular, you know, mindset and skill set you know, mm. into, into digital. You just reminded me, you you actually did a talk for B&H where I think you said film photography made you a better digital photographer. Yes. Is that because of the the pace and the way you have to yeah, work with Yeah, and it's just film? like, you, you know, you can go into a shoot, you know, and, and fiddle around with the camera and make 2,000 photos, you know, but you don't want to just make 2,000 photos, you know, just like with no purpose and no reason. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like anytime, you know, I, I shoot, digital like i try to go into the mindset of shooting film just like okay like will it make sense if i just like hold you know just just hold the shutter down and just take 15 images you know yeah. and they're all like yeah. the same kind of like repetitive you know and i'm thinking about workflow as well it's like 
I don't want to go through 15, you know, 100 <laughs> exactly. photos. Like, I, I want to go through, like, you know, maybe yeah. a, a several, you know, maybe like 200 or so that look right. completely right. different from each other. That's so true because if you're if you sit down at your computer and you have a thousand images, you're more likely to walk away <laughs> and never see those first uh, 600 images than if you just if you're if you're careful and film like when you're photographing and you you have these 200 images. You know, I think you're I think you're more likely to keep up with editing and and looking and seeing what you're doing yeah like right? like literally so I, i'll give you an example like even today um i just did an assignment for uh, abc7 news in new york and they wanted me to cover like the outside of like the good morning america building and uh -huh. literally they said okay we want you to document the building with you know this particular uh book cover or so and i literally just only took 35 shots <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they and they loved them but that's just that's just the <laughs> fact that, you know, I'm not you know sitting here, you know, yep. keeping my, you know, my finger down on the on the shutter. You know, I'm, no, I'm being you're, patient. you're not thinking about it as like cheap and easy in a way. Right. right? It's just like, yeah. OK, what exactly am I trying to document here? What, what What is my overall purpose here? You know, like even when I'm like waiting for people to get out the shot, like I have to sit there and be patient. I can't just, OK, say, mm -hmm. OK, I'm going to shoot it, keep shooting it because then they're just going to have several photos that you know just look the same and it's just going to be like okay you're you're putting more pressure on them right but right. even so like even if if you know i wasn't on an assignment and i'm going out to document something i don't want to take 1500 photos and put a lot of pressure on myself <laughs> to pick out the right one you know and it's just all about just just being patient and just you know like clearing your head and saying okay just like you know when i when i go and shoot i want to do it the right way the first time you know just, mm -hmm. you want to you just want to make sure everything is good the first time, you know? And I feel, I feel yeah. as though that's what film, you know, has done for me. That, you know, it takes no prisoners, you know? It's like, if you mess up, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, try again. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't go back and fix it. The stakes are higher, as I tell my students. Yeah, the stakes and, are and much higher. you're paying higher. a, lot, a yeah. lot more money, you know, per shot. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to make it count. And you have, and yeah. I feel as though that film has done that for me. I have to, you know, make it count each time. And I have to make sure that it's right the first time. Exactly. So what's uh what's next? What's coming up? What uh what are you working on? I mean, I know you're getting work, but what what are you working on more personally? Uh, so personally, uh, I am working on my uh first like self published book. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's gonna be um it's called Newark the Portraits, and so these nice. were a lot of uh the portraits that I've taken of uh, different people in Newark, uh from 2017 up until now. So um mm -hmm. it's taken me a long time to you know put this together, and so there's so many different title changes. So many different <laughs> drafts. Are you working with anyone to help you out? I'm working with several people. I'm, I'm having a bunch of my friends like look over it and, you know, see exactly, you know, what could be missing and what should be, you know, you know added. And um, it, like I said, it's just been overall like a, a really, you know, thorough process of, you know, what exactly I'm trying to put out there, you know? Yeah. Whenever I speak to anyone working on a book or publishing a book, I the, the conversation always comes around to the idea of collaboration, like yes. the importance of collaboration. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I've, I've worked on, you know, several other books. Um, I've mm -hmm. worked on uh, two with uh, my friend, uh, Gabe Ribeiro. Uh, you know, lucky enough, you know, those books are actually archived, you know, at the Newark Public Library, you know, which oh, that's I great. it was like an honor. Yeah. And even working <laughs> with my collective, uh, the Land Collective, um, we put together. Oh, what's the collective? Uh, Land Collective. Oh, what is that? Uh, so it's pretty much just a cohort of uh, different artists. You know, you have people anywhere from like painters to, you know, collage artists to writers to poets to, you know, graphic designers. 
And, oh, wow. um, yeah, we actually put together a book called Land. Um, it was published by uh, Project for Empty Space. And it pretty much was just about just social justice issues, whether if it came down to, you know, water or just policing black bodies or just even just like immigration um, or even just like displacement and just gentrification. So when that book got published, you know, it instantly, you know, sold out. And, you know, even we have a copy that's uh, actually archived at uh, the Metropolitan Museum. Oh, that's fantastic. What's the name of that book? It's called Land. Oh, that one's just called Land. Yeah. And with this this book coming out and everything else you do, is is the best way to keep up with you at, at Dolo Photo on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me at Dolo underscore photo on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter, too, but, you know, I'm not on Twitter as much. Um, you can find more of my works on uh, chrisdavis.co, so C-H-R-Y-S. Mm-hmm. Where did Dolo come from, by the way? So, I mean, it it really came from like a a Kid Cudi song or whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it was a song called Day and Night, and then he has uh-huh. a, a line in there that said, Mr. Solo Dolo. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. that's pretty cool. And then, <laughs> you know, it, it just, you know, I sat with that for me. I was like, oh, Solo Dolo, like, that's pretty cool. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, I take photos. Solo Dolo. <laughs> and I was like, Dolo photo? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, for years, you know, I, I went by Dolo photo. But then after a while, you know, as I, as I got older, I was like, wait, like, I actually want to use my name now, you know? <laughs> so, you know, the Instagram handle is still, you know, Dolo photo. Some of my right. friends will still call me Dolo. But uh, even in, in a professional setting, people will call me Dolo. I'm like, oh, no, my name is Christopher, <laughs> you know? But, um... Yeah, it was just a, a name that kind of just came up from for myself right. when I was younger. But nowadays, yeah. I feel as though that you know my name, Christopher Davis, has a lot more power to it. You know, and and I want to emphasize that more. You know. Yep. Well, this has been great. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Michael. I know we've been trying to do this for some time, so I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that we had the chance to do this. Yep, it was really nice to get this to work out. So thanks again. Uh, thank you, Alexis. It's, it's, it's definitely an honor. And it was an honor for me. Uh, all right. Bye, everyone. Take care. Real Photo Show with Michael Chauvin Dalton is a production of Real Photo Show, which you can listen to on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and be sure to subscribe on any one of those services or wherever you listen to podcasts.